Welcome back to the iCoach Podcast. I'm joined tonight with my guest, Jason Haddock. He's the assistant head football coach, defensive coordinator, head boys track coach, amongst many other titles at Fort Bend Clemens High School. Welcome, Coach. Coach, thanks for having me tonight. I appreciate it. Absolutely. My pleasure. My pleasure. I know we've gotten to get to know each other. We, uh, we're we in this, uh, this mythical group text of, of recruiting <laughs> coordinators. Uh, but as we've gotten to know each other, uh, I've learned a lot about you, Coach. Uh, can you just kind of share with our, our audience uh, what got you into coaching and what got you all the way to Fort Bend Clemens? Sure. Um, you know, I, I first, uh, when I was in college, I, I played ball at Baylor University and was very fortunate to do that. And uh, as my time there was wrapping up, my direction in life was active duty Air Force. It's what I grew up with as an Air Force brat. I'm third generation military. Um, and that's what I wanted to do. And when my time in the military full-time was up, I kind of went, man, what do I want to do in life? And my mom said, well, you, I've always seen you coaching otherwise. And I played around in the accounting world just a little bit and kind of went, mm, coaching is where I really need to go, I think. So I was fortunate to get on with Live Oak Classical in Waco, Texas, um, to help them start their program. And I spent three years as their defensive coordinator. And as uh, the turn of the economy took away my accounting job, it opened up an opportunity for me to get into uh, public education and full-time coaching. Um, and I was uh, fortunate to get on very quickly with Hillsborough High School, got on there, spent a year there, and then a, a year at Waco High School. Um, I was fortunate to be able to leave Waco and, and come down to the Houston area. My wife's from this area. And uh, I spent two years as the defensive coordinator at Booker T. Washington down at Houston ISD. Um, after leaving Booker T, I came to Fort Bend, uh, to Fort Bend Thurgood Marshall, and spent four years as the co-special teams coordinator at Thurgood Marshall, uh, and, and learned a, a ton of football while I was there, and a ton of how to do things, and um, and had such a great time there at Thurgood Marshall. Uh, and then two years ago, uh, I got a call from the head coach at Clements, um, who was an old college teammate of mine, and asked me to come over and be his defensive coordinator and help make some climate changes in the program and do some good things over there. So, uh, so I was able to move from, from Marshall over to Clements at that point. Fantastic. Fantastic. That's a, that's quite a journey. Uh, tell me what was one of the things that made you decide that maybe the business world and accounting wasn't for you and it was coaching. That was it. You know, I, I, I had great role models as co as coaches, um, when I was a player, um, and, and coaches that were very close to me, um, one of whom was a uh, best man in my wedding, um, Donnie Funderburg, who's coaching at Breckenridge right now. And, and he's, you know, he's a guy that I can still call. And, and at, at 41 years old, I, I still call him coach 90 percent of the time, you know, because that's just how I knew the man. Um, I had a couple of great college coaches that that really reached me that I still keep in touch with. And that kind of was what got the fire started to be lit. But you know, working in the accounting world, I'd go to work and I'd come home and, and it, it was a paycheck. You know, there was not a lot of joy sitting in the cubicle, looking at other people's money and, and trying to make the numbers line up. And uh, it just, there didn't seem to be any reaching other people when, when I was in that job, you know, and, and pull me out of that and put me in coaching. And now I've got direct impact on on young men and women's lives every day it's just so much more rewarding than than sitting in the cubicle farm being being a number at an accounting firm absolutely absolutely coach uh and i know we talk about 
all the different jobs you do within education. You know, the assistant head football coach, defensive coordinator. Uh, we didn't mention recruiting coordinator. Uh -huh. uh, in the climate of where we're at now, how have you been able to get your kids exposed to, uh, to colleges and get them some notoriety for what they do? Sure. You know, that's uh, with, with COVID and quarantine and, and having to kind of lock down and not being able to outreach um, directly with those, those college coaches face-to-face. Um, first and foremost, you know, I've been really lucky to be in the recruiting coordinator group with you guys, uh, with you and some other great coaches, um, where we can play off of each other and, and give each other ideas and, Hey, I, I need a, a contact at this school. Do you have it? And be able to share that information. Um, I think one of the big differences is being able to do, uh, visually appealing things for our kids, things in uh, Photoshop and Canva that make our kids stand out make our program stand out that, that are just eye-catching enough for somebody to want to take that second look. And, you know, that first glance, they may not see something, but that second glance, if I can get them to look twice, then I can get them to really take a look at a kid and, and maybe get a chance to speak to them and say, hey, look, you know, I've got this young man, I've got this uh, young man, it's a great kid, and here's why I think you fit great in your program and, and really try and get my, my, my kids sold that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know it's been a challenge. Uh, the dead period is finally lifting. So some things should be opening up soon. And uh, I know just staying diligent is a hard thing for us to do, but we're, we're, we're sticking with it. It's working. Absolutely. So in addition to uh, all of these other titles we mentioned, uh, some of our listeners may not realize this, and I didn't realize this until we uh, really got into the conversation, but you're also active military. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, after leaving active duty, um, I, I kind of missed it. You know, like I said, I grew up with my dad in the uniform. He was uh, uh, full-time 20 years. Um, his two brothers were career. My mom's dad and her brother were both career. So um, it's just what I knew growing up, you know, moving around every three to four years and not knowing a stranger, you know, you just learn to, to adapt in every, everybody's family. And, and, when I came out of that off active duty, I kind of went, man, I don't know what I'm going to do now because this is what I thought, where I thought my life was going. Um, I had a chance to go back into the guard here in Texas. Um, and it's kind of cool because I'm able to serve with uh, some friends that I spent time with in ROTC and on active duty. Um, now we're together in the guard. And, and so I do, I do one weekend a month and, uh, and then a small deployment in the late spring, early summer. Um, and, and we've, we've done deployments, um, you know, our, our most recent deployments were here during COVID and, and distrib distributing food and water to people that need it and, and helping with, um, with vaccine distribution areas and things like that. Um, there was a tornado on the Northeast side of Houston up in Alaska last year, and we were able to go out and, and give some reprieve to, um, to the citizens there, uh, that, that needed food and water and things like that. So. Um, anytime we have natural disasters, we're, we're on call and, and we get that, that go call and it's okay. Let's, let's start rolling. Absolutely. And that speaks to directly to the man that I know, to the Jason that I know is a, a guy that gives back and a guy that is always looking to help others. So this, uh, I guess it brings me to another thing when you're always giving, how important is it to have family and, uh, and a good wife that looks after uh, everything while you're spending that time away? Man, it's, it's, of the utmost importance. And, and this is something that I know we see in the coaching world and you see a lot in the military world too. And, and I really, there are so many similarities between the military and coaching that um, it's, it's really surprising. 
but in, in both cases, you're, you're in a job that's somewhat transient, you know, and, and if you, if you want to move up in your job there, you have to be willing to move, you know, and, and well, every couple of years, uncle Sam tells you, you're going to move anyways in the military. So uh, if you don't have a spouse that's, that understands that, that your work is going to run late sometimes, and you may say you're going to be home at six 30 and it may be seven o'clock when you're walking in the door or later kind of thing. Um, that understands when you get the call, it's time to go. If you don't have that support system, you, you can't do the things that you do. Throw kids in on top of that. I'm, I'm a, a proud girl dad. I've got a two-year-old and an almost four-year-old. And when I walk in the door and they scream, daddy, that's just, that's it. I'm done, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I absolutely love that. I, I miss my girls when I go to do stuff, but I, I know that, you know, I'm, I'm going to do to help other people or to spend time with kids at school that may need that time, you know, more than I know my girls do, if that makes sense. Um, so, you know, having that supportive family and uh, th- th- that's everything. That means the world, you know, and, and I love when my wife and the girls can come watch me coach and watch my team and, and watch the product that I put out. And, you know, I was very fortunate growing up. Mom and dad came to as much as they could. And that was usually mostly everything. And, and here again, in my forties, when mom and dad can come to a game and watch the product that I put out, they're excited to come cheer for kids. They have no idea who these kids are, but they know those are, those are our, our kids and those are my kids. And those are kids that I've poured into. So, you know, they, they get to cheer those kids on. It, it makes me feel good. Them still coming to games when they get a chance and they come watch and cheer us on and, and to get to make them proud that way, you know, just having that family support, um, generational support, and and then my nuclear family, my wife and my girls, having that support, man, if I didn't have that, it, you couldn't do it. Just couldn't do it at all. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I guess that leads me to the next question. Uh, I know you mentioned uh, the best man at your, at your wedding was one uh, coach that had a huge impact on your life. Yeah. Uh, and we all know that building relationships is everything in this business. Tell me a little bit about how you go uh, go about making these authentic relationships with your players and how you are the coach that you needed when you were younger. Sure. Um, you know, I, I guess the kids that I'm the closest with are the kids that I spend the most time with, and those are my linebackers. Uh, and, you know, really it's it's not just get out there and yell and scream and, and, and spit and, you know, to get them to do, uh, you really have to take the teaching from the classroom to, to the field, you know, as coaches, we are teachers, not just because we do it in the building, but we're, we're teachers on the field too. So I have to bring that dynamic as part of it, but it's just spending time with them. It's being around them. Um, it's, it's doing things like putting my arm around a kid and telling them, Hey, I love you, man. All right. You know, and, and, helping them understand and a lot of adults has have a problem with this too helping them as a young man understand when we're on the field it's business when we step across that track it's not you know now then it's just you and me you know um and and i've run the gamut of players in my career from you know kids that have no problems at home that have mom and dad at home and life is great to kids that have no male role model in their life that something you've done, something you've said makes them latch onto you. Um, I've got a young man right now that dad is not in the picture at all. And, and he's not even in my position. 
he's he's on the offensive side of the ball so he's over on the dark side but but he somehow i said something he latched on to me and, and this is a young man that he and i get together once a week i i don't miss because i can't miss and let him down we get together once a week and and we're going through uh tony dungy's bible study right now and that's getting together once a week for lunch. And there may be weeks where we just close the book and I say, okay, let's just talk, you know, talk to me about what's going on in your life, you know? And, and I think that genuine relationship, creating that relationship is just kind of like you and I are doing right now, just talking, you know, and having the opportunity to talk just, you know, with those kids, especially it's just listening, you know, let them talk about what they want to talk about. And sometimes they need a little prompt get them started, but just let them go, you know, and, and they, they will talk and they will tell you things and they will, there are some things where I'm going, do I need earmuffs before you speak this, you know, but it's, it's just showing them that you genuinely listen, that you genuinely care, you know, not your phone sitting on the table and you're checking it every two seconds, you know, my phone's in my pocket, it's put away, you're the focus of my attention right now, you know, and then, like I said, being able to put my arm around a kid and show uh, a young man that it's okay for uh, one man to put his arm around the other man and say, I love you, brother, and, 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 and I appreciate you and the hard work that you do, that, that just opens eyes for them, you know. And, and I saw a lot of that, you know, growing up, didn't have the bad life, you know, very, and very fortunate. Um, but I saw friends of mine that had tough lives growing up where, Coach Funderburg again would give them rides, and we're coaches. We all give kids rides. I get it, but take them to eat, buy them that pair of cleats that we knew they needed, but they didn't have the money for. And how he treated them truly as his children, you know, and, and that to me could not have been a better example of how to be a coach for kids. Just, just couldn't have been. You know, so to be able to, to, to see that example and then to try and, and give back like that and do the same thing, you know, that that creates those relationships just just by, by you know, I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to let you talk, but I'm going to make you my focus and pay attention to you and show you that you're important. That's coach. That's everything. Uh, man, it, it made me flashback as you were talking because uh, I was on both sides of that. You know, I was, as a young child, I didn't have a father at home and I had coaches that filled that gap. Uh, and then I had the greatest stepfather in the world when, when I was 19, when I was in college, my mom remarried and had actually got that relationship. So I saw both sides, but as a, as a coach, uh, I know this, uh, and I think you feel the same way that, you know, if you've ever coached a kid, they're always your kid, you know, yes. they always will be, you know, yes. just like your coach Funderburg's kid, you know, yeah. you, you still call him coach now. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, like I said, you know, I, I can pick up the phone and call him right now and, and, and Hey, let's talk. And after my kids did, did well at the area track meet, that's the first thing I wanted to do is call him and tell him about how my kids did. Mm -hmm. and, and then, you know, the next day I get a text message from one of my old linebackers and, and he's, trying to break into the music industry right now. And he's like, coach, I got a new track that I'm going to drop. I want you to hear it first, you know, tell me what you think. Yes. And I'm like, you know, why is this other grown man care what I think, you know, about the, Oh, because we built that relationship and I got to know him and I care about him and he cares about me. And, you know, it's just, it's, it, it blows your mind sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. that, that you can have any kind of impact like that on people. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And it, you know, extends way past X's and O's. It extends way past wins and losses. It's about those lifelong relationships. And that's mm-hmm. what coaching is. Um, a coach told me, I think it was my first year of coaching. He said, if you coach a kid and when they come back to visit their old coaches, they don't, they don't stop by to say hello to you. That's how you know when you're doing this job wrong. Sure. But if you're the guy with, that they run into and say, coach, I, I can't wait to tell you about uh, this class I just finished taking or, or uh, I'm about to have a family or, yeah, or this new job I just got, then that's when you know you're doing it right. Mm-hmm. So, coach, I mean, it, it's, uh, <laughs> as we get this organic conversation going, one thing I do see is that a lot of us guys in this coaching fraternity, we all have that same heart. That's what we're looking for. Sure. You know, and it's, and it's, uh, if I make it to 90, like my granddad, I'm going to be lucky. After he got out of active duty, he went into education and he taught and he coached and then he officiated and then he ran the clock because that's all he could do. You know, and my granddad's 90 years old and in his 80s going to the store, runs across, he'll run across kids because he's in the same town, you know, and oh, hey, Coach B, how are you doing? This is my son or this is my grandson. And he's like, Jason, I don't remember who some of these kids are. You know, I was 40, 50 years ago, and but they still remember me, and they still want to introduce me, and they still – and I'm like, well, you had an impact on that child at some point in their life, and Poppy, they remember you, you know? So it's – yeah, it's it, – we see coaches who don't react like that, and we see coaches who don't coach like that not make it very long in this job. You know, because Lord knows we're not here for the money, you know, um, and, and, and we see coaches that just that's usually that's the first the last guy in the office and the first guy to bounce at the end of the day. And and they don't spend any extra time with the kids and they, they just don't last. Absolutely. Well, coach, this is the last question I have for you. Sure. And uh, it might be a difficult one. I want you to put some thought into it. But if you could sum up your coaching philosophy in one sentence. What would you? What would that sentence be? Man, that's 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 a toughie because because there's a lot there's a lot that goes into that, you know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I I think if I could sum it up in the one sentence, I would say, just love your kids. If you love your kids, they will run through a brick wall for you. They'll say yes, sir, and no, sir, and they will do anything you ask them to do. You know, and and we've all had that kid where the parent comes in and the parent says, can you help me out? Cause they'll listen to you. They won't listen to me. Well, you know, I'm not saying that they don't love on their kid because they're their parent, you know, maybe they just love on their kid differently than I do. And, and, but man, you, yeah, you love on a kid and, and show them genuine love and the stuff that comes with that, you know, caring about somebody, respect for somebody, um, expectation of, of, uh, respect back so teaching those young children those young young adults they are how to respect you know and and just just that genuineness that comes with love man they they do anything for you and so i i I'd, I'd, if i got to sum it down to one sentence I, i'll say love your kids nothing else needs to be said after that that's where it begins Coach Haddock, this has been a fantastic episode of the iCoach Podcast. Uh, thank you again for joining me. And if I have uh, anybody who'd like to follow you, where could they reach you at, Coach? Uh, I am on Twitter. It's at Coach J Haddock um, on Twitter. And uh, and I, 
Uh, I've also run the Clements track Twitter. Uh, and, and so you can catch us on there, uh, highlighting our kids, showcasing what they can do. And, and then uh, the same thing on, uh, on my personal Twitter. Um, how much can we show out on the kids or try and share out some, some football knowledge and, uh, and things like that. Fantastic. Coach Haddock, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, sir. Thank you, man. Appreciate it.